welcome to podcast 191 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by Curti, Dave, Dupe and Mad, where we'll be talking about the next chapter of Dupe's Achievement Hunter series. And you may have heard of Kevin De Bruyne's new position, the free eight. So this week we're going to be talking about training players in new positions to get the best out of them and your system. But before we do that, we'll be... Uh, Talking to Dupe about his next adventure. Um, well, obviously we've got a bit of France news as well, but uh, he does have something else to say before we get on to the save update. Yeah, I need to um, publicly address something that's happened Oh, probably in the last four weeks that I'm not happy about, I'm not proud of, but I feel this is probably the best, kind of the best platform for me to do this. Uh, it takes a lot of courage for me to do this, so... You know, it's going to be quite difficult for me to say, but during the time I've had at Red Star, um, I've not been completely honest. It's a total misjudgment, and I didn't mean to do this, but I've not been as honest as I should have been. Oh, this is difficult. Um, <laughs> previously, uh, when talking about my relationship with Paris Saint-Germain, I have stated very proudly and very loudly that... I have been completely unbeaten against them. However, it pains me to say this isn't the case. And unfortunately, um, it has come to my attention that it turns out we've done three seasons in Liga, not two. And the first season, we very much were in the fucking mud with them. Um, so I'd just like to take this time to apologize to a few people. Um, one, you guys at home. Um, apologies to you if you looked up to me as something that I'm not. Um, firstly, I'd like to apologize to you guys, uh, the host, Matt. You know, I've kind of just thrown this all up the shitter, really. And then mainly, I'd like to apologize to Mad FM. Um, I've made him feel smaller than he is. Uh, I've, made, I've belittled him. I've made him feel that his save is just not where it needs to be. And he's the real star in France. Thank you, Matthew. I took real courage, dude. Takes <laughs> a big, a big man to be little another man, do. Um, it seems like I'm the only one out of the loop here, so I'm just gonna. But if you turned up to pod, you'd be fine, mate. I was gonna say, well, I've got to fit you in my streaming schedule now. But um, what the fuck are you talking about? Did you not listen to the pods at all, then? No? <laughs> I mean, this is awkward. Um, okay, so what's happened is, is when we've spoken about my save in the past. I have stated that I've never been beaten by PSG. Well, which yeah, is it wasn't even that too. It was you. You were you were you know, you know, innocently asking me how did I how was I doing against PSG, knowing full well I've not done great. And you, in your head, you've not you've not lost them. So let, let's just I, get the facts right if we're going to do things. A hundred percent. No, hundred percent. And, and and I have teased and I have taken the Mickey and. A hand on heart, like I genuinely. I mean, I know we may have got. I may have gone a little bit over the top with the with the apology, the announcement video, the, the announcement. The the video is out on YouTube uh, very shortly. Um, but for me, I don't remember losing to them. Like I don't remember this first season syndrome where we like we lost quite heavily at times. Um, uh, since then, we haven't lost. You know, in the four games that have followed. Um, but yeah, I genuinely. Found it. We clicked on the past uh, meetings previously on a stream. Uh, must have been Saturday night, Sunday night. 
and the horror on my face when I saw it. And I was like, I have to, I have to say something. I have to come out and I have to say it because I have done it with my chest and I have pumped it out and I've gone, look at me, I've not lost. But I have twice. Well, um, aside from that rather, rather disappointing, illuminative statement. Chief. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, that, that that's pretty <clears throat> does something up. Uh, apart from that, uh, winning it all by cheating, etc., uh, how's it been going since in, in France? Obviously, we, we, we did hear quite a lot about it last week, mm. Mad Save Update, um, but... I take it things are coming to an end. I'm in a very sticky position. Um, it's it's we, we are closing the gap to PSG. So first season, we were 52 points behind them. Second season, we were 19 points behind them. And we have just finished season eight. So we're going into season nine now. And we finished six points behind them. Um, they are relentless. They are winning machines. You can, you can just grind results out and you drop a point and they're winning like i have i mean i have spent as much physical money as i possibly can i've sold a lot of players that have drawn money in but like when you go through and you just see that like they are dropping like 320 million 355 million 250 million you know that's the last three seasons alone is this going to be another imagine my shot dukes talking about not having any money no we've had money like <laughs> we we like so what i've done is to be honest is is going through this save is i've been very conscious on of, of our finances i didn't want to do what i've done at leeds for example where i've just put the club in an absolute mud for me just to have short term success i knew this would be a long term thing so all the way through, you know, I've not bought many players. I've got them in on freeze. And when as soon as we've sold a player, I have not reinvested it in the squad. I've reinvested it in the the the, the structure of the club, like the facilities, the youth facilities, the training facilities, the scouting network, coaching staff. And I'm trying to make what we have better um, and then selling them on. Uh, for example, in tonight's stream just gone, um, I sold my um, one of my, my strikers, uh, who I purchased from Peru for a million quid, and I've just sold him for 50 million two seasons later. So we have the ability of bringing these youngsters in, and we earn our money that way, and that's all I can spend is what I sell, to be fair. But we we sell a player every season, and we've managed to get the money in. Last season, um, I managed, I don't know how we managed to do it, but we managed to sell um, a, a, another striker that I bought for 30, oh, 725k, 18 months later, Genk come in for uh, 25 million. You know, so we are able to turn it around. Um, it's just, we have to sell before we buy. Um, but we're buying great talent. You know, I mean, my, at the, you look at my first 11, we have, we're like Wonder Kid FC. We've just got Wonder Kids from everywhere in our, in our starting 11. That's not going to win you a league. It, that's not going to win you the league now. It might win you the league in three seasons time. But do we have three seasons time? Uh, I don't know. Um, we did really well in the Champions League last year, our, our debut season. Uh, we finished uh, second in our group. We played Barcelona on the final day of our group. If we would have beat Barcelona, we would have gone through top. Um, but we rested a few players because we had a big game against PSG next. Uh, and we knew that all we had to do was better Tottenham's result, and we did. 
uh, and we went through second, uh, beat Bayern Munich 6-4 on aggregate uh, over the two legs, and then we lost 6-4 to Bayern Munich uh, to Barcelona in the quarters, which to be fair wasn't terrible. Um, and we're just about to find out our, our group for this year. I think we've got two seasons left. I think we're going to do this one and then one more. The problem I've got is is what we'll we'll kind of touch upon later. But um, I can only afford youngsters that are going to do us bids a business. They're going to do the business later on in life. But do we have that later on in life? Is my main issue. Um, do you finished second in your last season? Correct. Yeah, second. How are Leon doing? Because I know on my save, and, and I'm about the same timeline as you, we're just kicking into season nine. But for me, it's, it's of course, PSG, right? Impossible. But like Leon have actually won the league at least once, if definitely once, maybe twice, um, and, and have been there, thereabouts, like frequently throughout the save. Uh, are they yep. in contention in yours, or are you kind of like hacking into second? Because I can't break into the top two, it's third all the way. No, Leon. Uh, Leon won it five seasons ago. Uh, they're the only team during since we started the save to win it, apart from PSG. Um, last season, they drew on the final day, and I won on the final day for me to go two points clear of them. Um, Are you sure you won, Pier- or do you just think you won? No, no, I saw that one. Um, <laughs> so we finished on. They Leon finished on eighty points. We finished on eighty-two. PSG finished on eighty-eight. So we have kind of like curbed, like the season before they were on 99 points. The season before that they finished 110 points, PSG did. You know, so we are kind of curbing that. And I feel that the other teams are getting better. For example, Brest are doing really well. Um, for a long time, Brest were were well up there. They were they were top of the league till probably February um, before they, they started to sag down. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, are you not going to get bombed anyway? I mean, you've got a takeover coming. So we had a takeover right at the end of last season. Thanks for keeping up, Cody. That's really... Thanks for that, man. I'm surprised, that, to be fair. Um, yes, we were very close to losing our job. Solely due to the fact that the consortium... We had two consortiums want to take over the club. The, basically, the board want us to get, get rid, which is why they're not giving me any money, but they just want to sell. And we had two consortiums come in, one was happy with me. One wanted to get rid of me and get a new high-profile manager in. Um, the one that wanted to keep me pulled the plug very early into the takeover talks. And it went down to the, literally like the final day, the final knock-ins, and then the second consortium pulled out. And I managed to keep my job. I signed a brand new contract there and then for five years, which means nothing really when they take over. Um, and he's still actively looking to get rid of the... Uh, to get to sell the club, so I don't even know whether we'll make it to the end of the season. I think I've had a takeover rumor for every season, in every year, every season, and I still haven't, still hasn't happened. Never got that far, thankfully, about nearly losing the job. But every season there's rumors and consortiums, and then it just goes away. Uh, so it's it's weird what happens in France. I don't know what the story is. Well, I'm assuming the the finances aren't great for everybody in France. Um, PSG. Oh, I took a picture of it because I was absolutely shocked. So, the the money, the like the sponsorship money, is crazy. So I think PSG had 198 million pounds worth of sponsorship in one season, and they were top of the league. And I was bottom of the sponsorship league, and I had two. Uh, I had 2.18 million. 
yeah. sponsorship for the season. Mm-hmm. So like the money for PSG, they are way and above beyond everyone else. Yet, um, they just don't seem to be as far ahead as I would like to be. Um, two cows just left. So he's been there since day one. We're on the older database, not the updated. Um, and he's just left to go to Liverpool. And they have just put in charge of them um, Francis Coquelin. Um, I was favoured to go for the job. Nice. They asked me about it. I said no, flat, flat refused. Uh, and they've just hired Francis Coquelin, who has been manager of Paris FC and Lille for the last season. The time has almost come to an end. Well, you know, until you're moving on to your next club. It's time to go. Time to, where would this rank uh, in regards to this or Palermo? Which one's better for you? Oh, I think Palermo. Is, or do you think this has still got some life in it, maybe either later on this year or offline? It's a really good segue to kind of where we could, I could talk about where we go next, right? What, I'm, here, I mean, I'm, here all, I'm here all week, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. Well done. Uh, apart from Saturday, because you're busy. Um, I think, <laughs> to be honest, it's got life, it's got legs. And if I didn't have something that I really want to do lined up, I think we'd, st- we'd stay here for a long time. Um, I think it has its chance to, to overtake Palermo uh, because, well, because it's just been, it's been, ve- it's very on par with Palermo, but we, you know, we're still eight seasons behind the Palermo save. Um, but for me, the, if I left it like this, we, we finished second this season, haven't, we haven't won a trophy. We've not won anything here. We've done nothing, <laughs> but is that is that a good save? I don't know. I, I just think that we need to we need to keep it alive, and I don't think we ever shut the door on Red Star. Before you speak about the next venture, I need to ask because this is bugging me. After twice, all I told you, uh, I've just lost them twice. <laughs> no, after all the uh, uh, you know you've done well, right? And you brought them, as you said, all the way up the leagues. Are mm-hmm. you listed on the club info page as any type of favorite personnel? Icon, anything like that? So, for the last five seasons, we have broke records for everything in our club. Highest ever finish, highest points total, um, highest gate receipts, everything. Uh, And I am only on the favoured personnel. That's killer. That's I'm I'm not even there. Well, you wouldn't be. You haven't managed Red Star, to be fair. Um. Such a there's, there's a striker Nathan Bizet who played for Red Star all of five seasons he scored 91 goals in 148 games I, uh, he starts at the club uh, and those five years were with me uh, and he is an icon at the club we, we have a young uh, Colombian that spent three seasons with us called Vinasco uh, he's, he's an icon he spent three seasons with us in the top league he was alright but his glasses is an icon. We have not a single legend. Did they have zero icons to start with? And they had nothing. Sl- yeah, slim pickings anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh no, they had, sorry, they had four. They had four um, ex players that I haven't touched, and a che- an old chairman. But yeah, I am the only favoured person now. I'll be upset if I don't get it, depending on how many more years I go. Yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? I think we talked about it in the um, like the network save, wasn't it, Dave? That we've all made positive on. Yeah, we all made positive impacts on the club. Joe absolutely smashed the club. Yet, yeah. I mean, we were nowhere to be seen, right? I think it's just if you play, I think it's so rare for someone to come into a club on this game and make have a massive negative impact on a club. 
Like, in terms of league position, even if I think if you're the most basic of players on FM, you should be able to improve where a club goes. Like, yeah, you might damage them financially, but surely league position-wise, you know, you'll get... Yeah, you might absolutely burn them to the ground, but, I mean, there's league a, position. There's, <laughs> there's a, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, in terms of position, like, growing as a club, like, there's a lad I know, and some of the... Uh, he's, he's done well with Wolves. He's taken a very similar path to what I did on the Wolves save, right? But he showed what, me his finances... <laughs> he was like minus 200 million like some of the contracts he was giving players were stupid like he was giving like the most average of players like 350 grand a week I was like what are you doing like sometimes people complain about like 10 20 grand here and there but like he was in the mud but he'd done well like for the club in general so I think everyone should be able to improve a club quite easily FFP is a myth yeah like, we've turned this club <clears throat> completely around it's the first time I've gone into a club and I thought about the club as a whole and not just the first 11 or the, the squad. So normally when I play football manager, I'm just thinking about me, my team, my maybe my backroom staff, and that's kind of it. But here, like, we've, 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 we've bought a new stadium. We're now touching distance with PSG, like, the stadiums, with the training facility. Like, I've gone through it. Like, we have, like, transformed this club. And, like, I started with with zero next to zero in the bank we have a 60 million pound budget uh, uh, overall balance and i've done all my transfer business you know and it's like we are in such a good position and you'd think that it's solely down to kind of my influence on the club you kind of think that we'd you know we'd be kind of statue do you want to make it out of bronze or gold but nothing nothing yet no one cares about you Cheers. in France thanks mate <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the motivation Matt you're welcome I just thought might as well at least your expectations are lower now so therefore if they do make make a statue you'll keel over in delight Aye. or something along those lines well, anyway, I, we were trying to segue about 10 minutes yes, ago yeah. to the uh, 40 minute pod. to the next part of yeah well no no to the next part of your <laughs> your save but you, you've spaffed on for 20 minutes about France so um America, MLS. Yeah, that's the next next stage. I know you sort of seem to be clinging on in France, maybe <clears throat> reluctant to let go. Yeah, but, very much reluctant to let go. But we've got we've like got we've got the MLS dream, Matt. Well, yeah, you outlined your plans sort of for, for the for the entirety of Achievement Hunter and what you were going to do and where you were going to go. Mm-hmm. So, for the MLS part, what are the what are the achievements that you're looking to target by uh, managing in America that you can't get elsewhere? Well, the reason I want to go to MLS is because I've never managed MLS, right? I'm just going to highlight that. So it's a learning curve for me. But I just feel that you can you can kind of really build something in MLS. The standard, I'm sorry for any American listeners, isn't what it would be in, in some of the European leagues, right? From from the outside in, looking in, right? So I feel there's there's some here, for example... I think that we could build a squad that would get some of the harder uh, harder attributes, I'm going to say, than achievements. For example, conceding the least goals. I feel that we can set the team up and, and playing against not the the world-class strikers that we will be playing against in France. We've got, we've got Mbappe in, 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 in America, so that sort of thing. Domination, I feel that like once we get going and we build something in, in MLS, I mean, we are going to a team that won the whole of MLS last season so it should be slightly easier for me but 
you know, the domination of trying to win it three seasons in a row. Um, and these are the sorts of ones. I'd love to do the Invincible one there, but that might be another save. Um, the, the fifth one. But yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm looking for from, from America. And who is you going to be in America? So as a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, uh, a part-time Philadelphia uh, lover, I'm going to go to Philadelphia Union, Matthew. Um, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Philadelphia Union. Tonight? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And, and the main reason is, I, mean, we've, I think we've probably mentioned it before when we've spoken about uh, the Achievement Hunter from the outset, but there is a, a, a particular reason why Philadelphia Union. Is, is there? I believe there is. Oh, there is. Yes, sorry. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, Philadelphia Union have a have a few things that um, that, that kind of makes me quite 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 happy. Uh, they use a song that references my online persona's name quite a lot uh, when they score, and the club's nickname is my is Dupe. Is is you know it's, it's kind of one of their their, their their nicknames that they use. So it kind of feels fitting that that we are we're taking over them. I thought you might go for a team called the Chiefs. Is there not a... Kinds of Chiefs. Yeah. South Africa. It's the wrong wrong area. Yeah. Completely wrong area. Chiefs. Uh, yeah, nice effort. GG. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> but no, I think the thing is, we're in a bit of... We're in a bit of a... We're, in a, we're not in a crossroads. We're in a T-junction, Matthew. One way we go over to America and it's all going to be the land of hope and glory and all that jazz... Uh, the other is we stay in France for a little bit longer. The problem I've got is MLS starts this weekend IRL. And for me, it just thinks if we're going to go to MLS, it would be quite cool to kind of get into Philadelphia before the season starts IRL. You know me. I mean, I've been watching all the Red Star games as we've been going. I get so invested in the saves that we do. I surround myself in the club and um, I feel that if I'm going to do this, the best time for me to do Philadelphia is literally now. It's just how I do that when I don't think Red Star's finished. Now I've had some... Is there anything to stop you from doing them concurrently? There's nothing that stops me from doing that apart from the fact that I don't know how I would do at doing that, if that makes sense. And how I would... how If, if I'm loving one save more than the other and I'm loading up Philadelphia to play Philadelphia... And I'm like, well, I want to be playing Red Star tonight instead. How that would affect me. But yes, I can't. That that could be the the, the answer is that I do uh, a couple of nights a week doing Philadelphia, a couple of nights a week doing um, Red Star. See, I've forgotten who they are now. And then a couple of nights just geo-guessing. It'll be fine, right? Um, but there's, there's, I've, there's been loads of ideas that have been chucked to me. For example, another idea is that what we do is we go over to Philadelphia Union we do however many seasons, which I'm kind of predicting five to six seasons in the MLS, if we get that far. Um, and then when we come back and we go to Red Star, we we basically give our assistant manager six seasons simmed. And then we take, we, we basically walk back into the job. So he's been like the caretaker for six years. I then walk back into the job at Red Star. It would then count towards the 30 season achievement. It's in the game. It's not a hack. It's not a cheat. And it kind of just builds the narrative that we've kind of been loaned to Philadelphia Union. We've come back. 
And then we've got to kind of pick up the ruins of how he's left the club and see where we can take them again. And it could be the way that we kind of, instead of doing that fifth save at the end that I haven't picked, this could be the way that we kind of close the season off of or the game off this year. There's uh, multiple ways to skin the proverbial cat. Aye. Dave. Yeah, there is. Well, we will uh, we'll cut things off there, but I am intrigued to see how you do this, it, whichever way you decide to do it. Um, I always struggle with running multiple saves at once. In fact, I, at the moment, I struggle playing one save at all. <laughs> so, uh, so I commend anything that you do if you're able to get them especially as how invested you tend to get. It'll be quite difficult. I mean, you're streaming every hour you can at the moment anyway. So I think there's time in the schedule. It's just whether whether you can leave one loved one behind. I left one love. Shoot of another. I was going to say, I've left one love behind, and that's my wife for, for Red Star. I don't think I've got anyone else I can leave behind now. It'll be fine. <laughs> Wake the kids up. Again? Oh, no. That's another Twitter bank. Twitter bank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, we'll move on to our spotlight then, gentlemen. So uh, we'll start off with a, with a quote from Michael Cox of The Athletic, uh, referring to himself as a free eight in Pep Guardiola's Manchester City 4-3-3. De Bruyne patrols a very specific zone in an inside right position. He is neither a central midfielder nor a wild midfielder, nor a midfielder, not an attacker. By occupying that half space, that channel, that corridor, opponents struggled to contain. De Bruyne became the most prolific midfield creator the Premier League has witnessed, demonstrated by him last season, equaling Thierry Henry's record for assists in a single campaign with 20. And with that, gentlemen, begins this week's spotlight. Have you ever retrained a player to get more out of him? Or have you retrained a player to suit your tactical system? All the questions, uh, now it's your chance to provide me with said answers. So we'll get let's get kicked off, Mister Mister Madfm. Well, I just wanted to. You've just said De Bruyne became the most prolific midfield creator the Premier League has witnessed. It's a bit disrespectful to John Joe Shelby, you no? Know? <laughs> I hope he's not listening. So. Eric Jemba Jemba wants his membership back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fraud, no. <laughs> Fair enough. I've uh, only ever done it once. I've only ever done it once. I've done it at Malaga and I brought Murillo in um, who normally played, at the time he played out on the left-hand wing and I remember speaking to Joe about it saying that he's just not doing what I want him to do. I want him to be an inverted winger but I want him to start inside more. So I decided to to, to move him into central midfield and play uh, more of an attacking role there and I started retraining him into that and he become a very good player. Um, and I took full credit for that because Joe told me it would never work. And still to this day, uh, I mention it when I can. Um, but yeah, it's the only time I've ever done it. And I don't know whether it's because I've done it once it worked and I'm just like, right, I'm never touching that again because, you know, I, I don't. But I don't know. I think nowadays the scouting and, and the way that I do things is get other people to do it and they just kind of tell me people to buy in certain places and it's a lot easier to kind of just get a player that's ready made you know when I was at Malaga it was we got promoted and we weren't expected to do much and I could probably risk playing the new player in a different position but I just feel that they would get people would just get upset nowadays the players would just come to you and go I don't want to play here I'm you know I'm a right back not not a striker I've done it successfully 
at least uh i've done actually done it this year uh but the the most successful one i've done was i can't remember what fm it was whenever i managed uh 1860 munich there was a brazilian guy that used to play up front for them called ribamar he was an absolute beast for me. He was fantastic as a striker. And I think as we sort of grew as a team, I couldn't quite fit him in as a striker. But he's one of those players, like he was too good just to sell or leave out. So I actually retrained him as a, an attacking left midfielder uh, because he was good on the ball. He actually had pretty good crossing for a striker and he was quick. Um, and although he wasn't natural there, I just played him there consistently and trained him there. And within about half a season, he was comfortable in playing there. Um, and turned out to be throughout the majority of that series my my best left winger then, um, and he had no sort of comfortability there or suitability there at all when we first started. So that was that was quite good. That was probably my most success, successful retraining of a position. I've done it this year though on the, on the journeyman save. We've got a I signed a lad. Obviously, when you're at that level, it's quite difficult to you can't really be picky with players. Um, there's a guy called Kyron Lofthouse. Not a clue who he plays for in real life, if I'm honest. But um, he, I want I play a flat midfield four, um, and he's only suited to play as an attacking midfield, right or left. So it's it's fairly, you know, it's it's fairly basic. I've just trained him to play as a standard right midfielder, and he had again no comfortability there, but played in there a little bit now for about a season, and he's got you know he's sort of two and a half three stars there now. So um, that one's not you know it's not a complete change of position, but that's probably one of the other examples I've got of that one. My my big favourite is making anyone that closely resembles any of the attributes in any of the. <laughs> anywhere is a libero basically yes. regardless of where you play I don't care if you can if you fit in fact any defender I see with anything remotely close to fitting a libero's profile they get trained as a libero and it usually fails I mean some may remember the Jack Rodwell experiment that didn't go so well <laughs> <laughs> um, That I'm blaming that on Jack not on anything else uh, but yeah, it's usually it usually ends up being midfielders that that seem to just about do it. Uh, Mosquito from FM Seventeen, he was the closest I got to getting it to work properly. There's a and name was, from the past. He was, but he was like the only thing was he was like five foot eight, couldn't jump, but my god, driving forward, libero on attack. Oh, it was just filthy. Yeah, that's my that's my weakness. I think sometimes I'll I'll have the occasional player that maybe doesn't play like maybe they play more in more of an advanced position, and I'll I'll drop them back in into midfield just so they're a bit more comfortable in in the midfield strata rather than the attacking midfield strata. Or again, like trying to if I want to try and I think we've all had teams that we've inherited attacking midfielders. And they can't really fit them into the tactic that we're currently playing, so you end up retraining them in a different role to fit them into midfield or elsewhere. Um, but yeah, libero is my absolute weakness. The libero. Um, I think for I, I I actually wrote a little bit of a while back about it, but I I was in Angers. I was looking for a centre half, and in I mean this is probably season four or five, so we're still kind of floating around top six five. So the interested players, you know, when you're scouting, and I was like looking for centre halves, slightly interested, even unsure, um, and there was very little available. So uh, I kind of just went about a different way and just went in and said, right, let's see if there's any players out there just with some decent attributes, regardless of position or anything like that. And um, 
so it was a new gen actually at PSG that popped up who was getting no game time. Um, and he, you know, he had the tackling, he had the positioning, bravery, all that kind of stuff. But just positionally was down as a box to box midfielder. No familiarity whatsoever with the centre half. So I've actually gone and I, I, I went and bought him. It was the first time I'd ever bought to retrain. Um, I think I got him for about seven million, and um, just put him straight on a retraining kind of a regime as a centre half. Put him in the in the reserves and kind of got him into a few friendlies and playing. I think it, all in all about nine months until I got the green circle in the centre half position. And ever since he's still there now, centre back quality ball playing defender. Um, and he's yeah definitely. I mean I I reckon capped for France. If I have a chance of getting someone capped for France, it could be him. But that also could be because I'm hoping to get the France job. But look, that's besides the point. Won it all by bloody cheating. <laughs> uh, you mentioned about buying to to retrain. I kind of did that with Namdi Collins uh, in the Bournemouth save. Like Dave, David looked at him. I was looking at him at pretty much at the same time. Yeah. And I thought, you know, he's the only thing actually that's actually got me rethinking about it was the looking at how he develops. Uh, from the screenshot in the dub to the next Lothar Mateus right, yeah, blog. Yeah, it was. It was too, well done. Um, but I didn't realise how how well he developed as a centre-half um, because I pretty much, when I saw him initially, bear in mind, this is him at 18, I thought, mm, I'm not convinced he's going to be good enough at centre-half, but he's rapid and so therefore would do an excellent job as a more defensively-minded Fullback, so that's what I, I signed him as, and actually seeing those screenshots has kind of changed my mindset on that, and maybe sort of training him out to play as a fullback rather than centre half is maybe going to make him a weaker player as a result. Um, but I guess the alternative to that is maybe getting like a midfielder, and then switching them to a right back. I mean, with this, there's plenty of real life examples of, of players changing position uh, like you think about James Milner the, the utility <clears throat> man extraordinaire Philip Neville uh, started at centre mid moved to right back moved back to centre mid when he moved to Everton there's loads of examples of this sort of thing and I think central midfielders too, do tend to be those players that are mouldable depending on how you're intending to play because they tend to be uh, they're a jack of all trades. They can cover most sorts of positions like that. You've just triggered something in my mind there. Do you know what they don't make anymore? Strikers who can play as defenders. Gary Doherty, <laughs> Dion Dublin, championship manager. Chris Sutton, Paul Warhurst. There are others, but Gary Doherty yeah. is a forgotten one. I'm pretty sure one of my strikers, my new gen wonder kids, will play right back, by the way. Just, just as a thing. So maybe I should retrain him just for experimental purposes. Inverted striker back. Didn't um, Heskey play centre off? Didn't he for Bolton as well towards the end of his career? Did he? He played up front like a centre half. Yeah. Nah, he definitely <laughs> played centre off for him. Yeah. He was just playing the wrong way around. He, he went the wrong way. <laughs> he just couldn't run at the end of his career though, could he? Oh, you got me thinking now. I'm trying to think of any. They, they did used to be a goalkeeper on CM0102 who was Swedish who had goalkeeper striker. Oh, I think that's the weirdest one. I'd need to need to find him, but it definitely existed. So, yeah, that was uh, I guess that's probably the most radical of those. David James probably kind of covers that, maybe. 
one of the most commons you see of like versatility is the kind of the right back centre mid, the left back centre mid with the inverted wing backs and that. Um, but where would you say that? I mean, this this is a bit of a silly question, really. But I mean, the only kind of place I could ever see retraining somebody is from somebody out wide that's creative into the middle to be more creative in the middle. Um, you talked about your defender and retraining him as a defender. Um, I just what what is it that you're looking for when you're looking to retrain him? Is it just the attributes in that area, or is it that you feel that, for example, when I did when I Marilla was nothing to do with attributes. It was just the fact that I liked what he did. I just wanted him more centralized so that's why we dropped him in and it was more of a visual thing but are you more looking at the attributes for when you did yours or are you looking at how it looks in the match engine i looked into roundabout way that was open to everyone by the way i did a little bit of a little bit of a look at it when i was um doing it i wrote a few words on it um and it was kind of it used there used to be an adaptability attribute for players back in i don't know was it i don't know what at what point it, it disappeared i think it's a hidden attribute now and i think that when you used to be able to see that and, and matt it's probably matt's probably wrecking the back of his brain to think about when you but it was definitely there in the chat mendes anyway and i think that would help um, but you can't see it anymore so you kind of for me i was like starting to look like at other things you know in terms of the personality the work rate work rate um and and things like that just you know you want someone who can train well because they follow orders and, and and do what you want them to do right um and then ultimately yeah, look, attributes physicality height and so on depending on where you want to play them i thought i thought adaptability was um the ability to play in other countries and settle in other countries i, I didn't um i never associated it with retraining in positions i must admit then i think so it, it can change like i don't know if they've changed it over the years like they've sort of with certain attributes they've either clarified or mm. even adjusted what it actually does so I, I, it could well have been in the past. I, I don't know, in all honesty. It, and also, it's one of those placebo things that maybe maybe there is a little bit of something there. You've seen something that's worked for you in the past. I, I don't. Oh, maybe it's one thing for staff, one thing for players. Mm, that's what I was just going to say. You can only see it on staff now, right? Because yeah, that's it. It's a hidden attribute for players. Yeah. But actually, I think it is actually uh, having been in the editor of Fairmount for showdown stuff i think it's actually shown under under like the staff attributes rather as in oh, when okay. you set up a play when you set up a, a person in the database it comes up under staff rather than play i may be wrong and i may be getting mixed up because i've say done a fair amount of both recently um maybe someone listening to this right now can clarify but i'm quite sure it's if only we it's had an under. FM researcher, letting you. If, I don't. If only. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is, it is question one of the quiz. So. Yeah. Time to go. <laughs> Dave, Dave's had his uh, walking papers yeah, from from SI now. The NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> don't sign any of them. Uh, okay, so... About we'll we'll move on to the actual free eight role as we sort of focused quite a lot of that in the intro. <clears throat> uh, I guess some of you may not be so familiar with it. It's more of a, a recent thing that the media has latched onto, much like they did the false nine role uh, many moons ago when Messi started dropping deeper from uh, at least a starting position that seemed to resemble a striker. Um, 
But how would you go about trying to recreate how De Bruyne plays for City currently? I mean, when he does play, when he's not throwing a hissy fit when he's left on the bench. Without it obviously being a role, which, you know, we probably FM22 now, they'll probably make the free eight a role somehow, but it's probably more like a Mazzali, you could say. I, I, I don't know. That's probably the, the, the one role you'd look at, maybe. Um, I mean, I had a quick look. Obviously, when I knew we were talking about it, I had a quick look. If you actually search the role, the first thing that comes up is a football manager, um, Fred, on the forums about it. Because um, it's been around. It's a phrase I've never heard before, to be fair, but it seems like it's been around for a couple of years um, because a couple of people are talking about it on FM19, FM20. Um but it sounds like it looks like probably a Mazzala is that sort of role. And I think that would suit De Bruyne, especially in-game, uh, quite well, really. I'd almost be tempted to to just try and adapt a, a central midfield support role. Obviously. I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's the one role that still is very, very pliable in terms of, um, you know, how many of the options are open. In fact, I think most of them, are open for a central midfield support. So, you know, have him like that, maybe have him roaming from his position, moving into channels, um, taking more risks with his with his passing. You know, aside from having him as a playmaker, I think, yeah, maybe adapting the CM support role and then letting him use his own personal traits, um, kind of giving him free reign to kind of do what he wants. But I think that would be where I'd start yeah, I guess because if you are start like using the Mazzali, you there are a lot of things already locked in that you can't change. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the other thing is player traits because there are some things that you just can't get a player to do, regardless of what uh, what uh, PIs you assign them. So, are there any player traits that we'd look to get to get the movement right? Because I think that's perhaps the thing that we would struggle to get. That maybe, uh, particularly if like if using using either example, whether it be the uh, central midfielder on support or Mazzara on support or attack, the one thing you are going to lose is they're not. It's neither are a playmaking role. So if you want everything to go through them, you'd need to consider a, a player trait that is likely to get them to control a game. Yeah, well, I was going to say when Curtin mentioned the traits, I still I know we've spoke about it quite a lot this year. I'd say probably more than we have done previously. And, and to be honest, I think for me, I I probably don't look at them enough, but I think they're such an underrated part of the game when you're trying to get more out of a player or a role. I think there's definitely uh, more people should be doing with those. And I think there's more they can add to the game as well. I mean, we, we had a discussion a few weeks ago or probably months ago now about the long throws, whether they should just get rid of that as an attribute and have that as a trait. So I think there's more they can add to that. But in terms of what you said there, Matt, maybe, you know, uh, Dick's, Dictate, likes to dictate the tempo of the game, just stuff like that, just to, to obviously allow that player to sort of control that game a little bit more. But there's so many of those on the ball um, that, you know, that you can add to that game. I mean, I'm probably not as clued up as some of you guys are. I, just, even as I research, I don't even know much of the traits. I, I know you're going to jump in, Matt, but um, Roman Playmaker might be the one. I did, uh, yeah. That's got, that's got, mo- it's got, you can it can move the player into channels. It's got roam from position, uh, take more risks is is sort of factored in as well. So you never maybe... see people use that role, though. Do you? It's no, such a it's rare very, role. 
I very used that a few years ago. It's great fun to use, but you'd very rarely see people use that. Yeah, I used it in FM18 on my forest save. Yeah. And I sort of created an overload on one side of the pitch, and the roaming playmaker was on kind of the left midfielder in the 4 2 3 1. Um, that could be the one. So a lot went through him, and it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, but I haven't, I don't think I've used it since. So you, like you say, you very rarely see it. Yeah. I've, yeah, the closest thing in my mind with what I'm doing is uh, I've got Theo Zidane as a Mezala. And I've, he, he's like a spectacular passing and vision and, and that. Um, so I've really, like, in terms of the traits, I think it's like uh, tries killer balls more often, um, which is kind of like that, that risky kind of passing mentality. Um, and when he gets it right with Amin Guri at the top with the off the ball, it's it's beautiful to watch. And then just, yeah, really focusing on the shots. He's got really, really good long shots, so it's like shoots from distance. Um, I think there's one that's like shoots first time. Um, I know you can do an instruction for, you know, shoot often, but there is a trait for shoots first time as well. Um, so, because you know, when you're watching it in the 3D and you're like, you see the ball coming, you're like, just shoot straight away. Um, that seems to help to to just get that shot, you know, crack off that shot straight away. Yeah, I think I'd also, I mean, I'd also be looking maybe at coming deep to get the ball to make sure that you know he's he's involving himself in play. If you, especially if you're building out from the back, but also um, a really good trait, certainly for a playmaker that I've found or someone with decent passing range is. Switching the ball to the other flank, because I mean that that's that's great, you know, for someone that you know might sort of hold up the play and playmakers naturally hold up the play, but you know, with one pass, if they can ping the ball to the other flank, then all of a sudden you've got you know potential for a quick attack on the other side. So, um, yeah, I think really. It's kind of hard to replicate it properly because of the the position that is is occupied. It's it's kind of an old school like inside right is an is a I know inside forwards have become sort of popular again over the past ten years. But inside right is a is a very much an old format uh, old part of the the WM formation from from the fifties, and it, so it, it's a position that is kind of hard to get to work in FM. And obviously, you are setting up. The formations in FM are the defensive formation, but the starting position, getting that right, is going to be hard. And it, I think it's a case of sort of square pegging, round holding it to to get something to look close to it. But you'll never get it right unless it's actually added as a as a role for it to actually work correctly. And I mean, you could argue, like I think, any of the suggestions that we've that sort of be proposed could could work with concessions made for the parts that don't quite adequately fulfill that. I mean, you could even maybe argue that wide playmaker could work there in some situations mm. because of the their their natural movement. Like, unless they're defending, they defend wide, but attacking-wise, they sit in that inside forward spot and they'll dribble a, pretty much dribble across the entirety of the pitch, depending on whether you're using support or attack. Um, probably I'd say more attack would be more fitting and would certainly move them more into that inside forward area. But that's only part of the role, and I, I guess that's probably the entire problem with this is that it's such a, a loose role that actually trying to define it as one particular thing, in essence, kind of goes against what uh, the movement that De Bruyne brings to the role. Actually, you know that the, that is the definition of the role. It, it's it's a completely loose, unentangled role from almost the rest of the structure of a team, and it's 
hard to nail down. But and I, I, I guess so, like trying to code that will be great fun for someone to make sure that that actually doesn't become stupidly overpowered. Um, but I think that can round off our chat on that uh, because we do have a quiz uh, from a certain mad FM this time round. It's time for the quiz. We're going to try to hopefully not have a quiz as long. I mean, it would help if you got the answers quicker, lads, you know, but um, we're, we're hey. trying not to have a, such a long quiz. This, it was uh, a good quiz last time. Uh, it was a good test. So this week, um, I suppose we saw... Now, Dupe, just remember, this is a family family podcast, okay? Um, but we, we th- this week's quiz is dedicated to teenagers or teenage footballers. Um, and, we've, you know, in a week where we saw Phil Foden, Jude Bellingham scoring, obviously, in the Champions League. I have a list in front of me of the top 15 teenage transfers based on fees. So the Wanted most expensive. Wanted by nonce. Katie likes this. After his little thing, Katie likes this. That sounds really bad, actually. I didn't mean it like that. I read the Twitch <laughs> clip. I read the Twitch <laughs> clip. Um, so I have the top 15 most expensive teenagers uh, based on transfer fees in the world. I'm not being rude here. Did you say 50 or 15? 15, 15. Okay. I'll say 50, fuck me. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. It was just the way... <laughs> it was the way that he said it. it was, I think it's the lang- it's the thing, right? It's the accent, dupe. Sorry, is he Welsh? I... Um, so I have 15 of the most expensive, the top 15 most expensive teenage football players in history. Um, and I need you to guess them. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start by going around to each of you one by one um, to give you a chance to just, you, you know, you just have to guess one of the top 15. You get it right, you get a point. Um, after about three rounds, I expect you to probably start struggling and then we'll go, you know, shout your name in you come um, to shout it out. If you get stuck, I'll, I'll think about clues. Um, there's some interesting names on here and it's, it's, it's all time, right? Feeling confident? Yeah. Dave, as the only, as the only teenage footballer in the room, feeling confident? <laughs> Me? He's, he's, oh, he's not a teenage yet. Yeah. He's only 12. I'm only 12. <laughs> Right, okay, so um, we'll go, we'll go uh, as I'm looking at you on screen, which probably is just alphabetical, which means, Matt, you're just screwed every time I do a quiz. Um, so we'll start with Curti. So basically, Curti, you just have to name any one of the top 15 um, for a point, and then we'll move on to the next one. Thinking about your opponents here as well. Um, so, when you ready, Curti? Sorry, sorry, just before we start, yes. sorry, can I... Uh, is this... What at the time they were signed, or does does this have to be the current? Like, so if they were Inflation. signed as a teenager, no, no, no. Oh. It, it's just that if they were signed as a teenager at for X amount, does that is that? Yeah, it's, it's the it's the by... amount they were signed for when they were a teenager. I'm not right. I'm not really going on the route of inflation. It's really just the fee. Uh, <laughs> my source is the internet, so you know, take from that what you will. Um, my word is final. That. Uh, I do have the pound and euro amount close enough because I expect controversy and duple of the calculator out. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll do our best. Else. He's got your website. He's got your website. Open, He's coming so. after me. Um, just remember that I'm apology doing you did at the start. I'm doing this all night now. I'm That's doing this. Doing the Mbappe. Oh, it's all right. You're doing that if you've got it up on the screen already. <laughs> how, how much scrolling down? Go on, carry on, man. Uh, yeah, so. Okay, so monitor, son. <laughs> I'm doing this. Fuck it. Cool. <laughs> He's back to the camera. That's like that goalkeeper in Super Club Soccer. The last we're giving Curtie a chance to think here. Yeah, 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 true. I mean, think he's. I surely he knows. 
He can get one, Curti. Right, let's go. Curti, give us a player. Rooney. Wayne Rooney is correct. I'm not going to tell you where he is in the list. Uh, moved so, from both so Everton, Everton to Man United in 2004 for £30 million. Pounds. I mean, that's a bold one to start with. Point for Curti. Over I to like you, that. I know he went for £30 million, so I was like, there's one. Surely. There's only one we start with here, Mad. Fabio Silva. <laughs> Fabio Silva from Porto to Wolves for a reported thirty-five million pounds or sure one. million euros, aged eighteen. Correct. Dupe. Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe, one hundred and fifty million pounds oh, or one hundred and eighty million euro apparently, aged eighteen, moving from Monaco to PSG in two thousand and seventeen. Correct. Matthew looks like he's having a stroke. <laughs> what type Not of the stroke? Good kind. Who <laughs> mirror and Bappet? Yeah. He's got him written on the ceiling. Look at him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Mr. Bellingham. Mr. Bellingham. Is he on there? Just makes the list. Oh, the I pressure. didn't that much actually. Yeah. Just makes the list for the. Twenty-five million 25. pound fee, yeah. uh, age seventeen from Birmingham to Dortmund, <clears throat> uh, just about makes it. So there's a little clue for you there, lads. Carty, D- Megan, um, Martial. Good guess. That's, that's on my list. Anthony Martial. The list. Can you send me the correct. link to your list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fifty million down the drain. That's Fifty that's the song. million. In 2015, from Monaco to Man United, aged 19. 50 million down the drain. It's the song they sing. David. There's one in my my mind. I don't know if he... I could, this could bite me on the arse. I'm going to go with quite a niche one. Vinicius Junior. Oh, that was going to be my other one. Vinicius I mean, I'm just, Junior. Just, I can't believe you're screwing your face up. There's some really easy ones that no one's touched yet. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm not sure. Like these ones, I don't know. Like even Bellingham, I thought, did they sign him for about 15 million or was it that much? And that's why I'm thinking of the Vinicius one. Come on, mm. man, tell me. Vinicius Junior, 38 million. Come on, out the Wolves. From Flamengo to Real Madrid in 2018. That's correct. Point for Dave. Uh, Matt, I'm going to go for Joe Felix. Joe Felix. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Like, I've gone for Mbappe and Joe Felix, the two most expensive, so I'll take those. <clears throat> 126 million euros. Yeah. Uh, it was Joe Felix in 2019, correct. Thank you. Matthew. Uh, oh. Delict. Oh, shout. My next one. Is he a teenager? He will, yeah, he's he's like still 19 ones. now, I think. He's still a teenager now, isn't he? He's 21, isn't he now? In 2019, he was 19, and he moved from Ajax to Juventus for 68 million pounds or 80 million euros. So it's correct. Now I'm screwed. Full marks so far for everybody. Keep going around. It's easy. It's better that way. a party. We'll do. Well, I'll give you another round, and then we can go to the. We'll see. Fastest first. Who's next? Curtis. Yeah. Um, no, Curtis can't go, any. Yeah, it's Curtis. No, I got a point, didn't I? For what? <laughs> it's Curtis, man. <laughs> such a, you're so <laughs> shit and lying, by the way. <laughs> you, you're so crap. 
You, um, he's right. Sorry, you're right. It's Carty. Yeah. I don't know if it was enough. Dave's mate, <laughs> um, Portuguese kid, Fabio Silva. No, he's fucking. <laughs> oh, what's his name? He he was in the squad. Renato Sanchez. Renato Good. Sanchez, aka Dave's mate. Why is he Why is he Dave's mate? He's Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> Me and Cristiano good lads as well. <laughs> so Renato Sanchez moved from Benfica to Bayern in 2016 for 35 million euros, which puts him in the top 15, and it's a point for Curti. Well done. Wow, what a shout. That's a big <clears> shout. It's a really big shout. David. I'm in trouble now. Rio <laughs> Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand is incorrect. Not in the list. Was he? How old was he when he went to United? I don't know what. I'm going to turn to three. Oh, three is 18 for some reason. I've had a Western super there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not sure on this one, so I'm not as cocky. Um, But I'm going to go for United. Fuck's sake. And I'm going to go for. No, I'm not. Yes, I. Yes, I am. Luke Shaw. Hey. Luke Shaw. 2014, Southampton to Man United. £31 million. Correct. Aged 18. Well done, dude. It's a point. It's my last. Luke Shaw. That's mental. Luke Shaw. I don't remember it being that much. I. He paid a lot of money for him because and he came in. He he played amazing and then broke his leg and then got fat and then Mourinho upset him. <laughs> Thanks for that biography. As it happens, I wrote his book. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to voice it? <laughs> Picture book. <laughs> Go on. Go on, Matt. Oh. I don't have. I don't know if we've ha- had. This one already. I don't. Oh, we might have had it already. Fuck. Um, we've had Vinicius Junior, haven't we? We have. I know what you're thinking. I can't think the fucker's name. That's my problem. You're saying the other one, Matt, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm trying to remember. His can't remember what his fucking name is. The other one. <clears throat> I can't. I, I, it's, oh, I, yeah. Okay, I got it. If he gets it wrong, I can buzz in, Matt. Yeah. Showdown bargain guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mil- Lelujo. No, no oh. not that one. Oh, I think I know who you mean. Rodrigo. Yeah. Oh, that's not that's not who I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> what, who, so, who are you? Oh. That's who I was thinking. Oh, well, you're waiting to see in a minute. I was trying yeah. to see if you were going to... So, Rodrigo, in 2019... Moved from Santos to Real Madrid for 50 million euros. Correct. Yeah. That's a point, Matthew. Well done. Back to... Going, okay, I, so that's that's three rounds. I reckon you uh, go around I'm again. Done now. I'm done you want me now. to go around again? Right, yeah, just go around again because it puts no. some pressure on. It's good. No, okay. don't. Let's not do don't that. Go don't, again. don't let Dupe lead you on, you <laughs> dopey dick. <laughs> okay, Dupe. <laughs> the crowd has spoken. I heard Curtie yeah. didn't want to go around either. So, yeah, we'll go fastest first and yeah. Dupe has shouted. Yeah, dope. Yeah, okay. Oh, is that me? What's one, K? Nothing, I'm just waiting. Shit, I didn't think it was going to... I thought it was going to go around. I thought I'd have time. I'm going to go for... 
I don't know if he's under the age though. Okay, I'm gonna go come for on, Moist Keen. Oh fuck off, That's who I was going for. My hands are here. Literally, look, they're here. Yeah, but you thought, you just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think. That was the get I was, I'm trying to work out how young he is. So is that your answer, dude? He's like twelve. Of course, that's. He's not 12. This is bullshit. I'm not having this. Fucking someone's woke up. <laughs> Fuck me. I prefer when you're asleep. Uh, yes, Moist Keen, please, Mad. So, Moist Keen, 2019, moving from Juventus to Everton, according to, this, to my sources, is the same as Jude Bellingham, which was 30 million euros. So, you get the point. <sighs> Correct. <clears throat> I thought it was more than that. I thought they paid a lot of money for I'm done now. I don't know any. Yeah, I'm, I'm tapping out. So Coming if you start to struggle, we can, we can bring the clues in. Um, so you've got three, six, nine. There's 12 done. So we have, I think we have three, three left. We, we have two on the edge. So we have two on the, on the kind of 15, 16 mark. So there is. They're going to be four, all the ones. There's, there's actually four players you haven't guessed. And I'll be happy to drop some clues. I reckon they're going to be all no ones. Dupe's got the list, so he can probably just. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy is a fucking horrible thing, Kurt. It don't suit you, mate. Maybe uh, just that fucking haircut. Um, what I can do is I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a clue or two. Yeah, go on. Now. So I'm gonna start, and I'll name a selling club to help you along the way. So the highest one on the list that you've missed came from Sao Paulo in 2013. Nerd. Nerd. Neymar. No, no in, fuck's sake. Incorrect. No, wrong, wrong fucking team, you dopey twat. Incorrect. There's no, we've no, we've no uh, Viking oh, downloads here. Was, I've won Neymar, but he's Kurt, like 21. Curti. And also it's Curti. not Sao Paulo. Was the buying, oh shit, you probably won't tell me. Will you? Was the buying Was, team PSG? The guess is free, you know. <laughs> yeah, just, you're not going to lose anything. Just tell us how to show. So, this is interesting. Marquinhos moved from Roma to PSG in 2013. He knows his for shit. For 32 million euros. So, it gets you a point. But it's but not it the one not, you were talking about. Not the Dave. one attached to the clue. Dave. It's not Malcolm, is it? It is not Malcolm, incorrect. Curti. Oh. <laughs> Curti. It's not, it's, not, it's not Brian, is it? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just thinking of shit name. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Not Chris, yeah. is it? Um, no. You have to give us another cue, Matt. I'm going to give you the 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 buying club for that guess. It yeah. was in fact PSG. So from Santos to sorry Sao Paulo to PSG in 2013, this one surprised me a little bit as well. And he currently plays in the Premier League. Dave. Dave. Lucas Mora. Oh. Lucas Mora. Yes. Come on now. 40 pick. million euros from Sao Paulo wow. to PSG. Puts wow. him in the top 10. Good pick. I Next. can't believe I said fucking Neymar. <laughs> so I've got two more. Dolster. Neymar Dolster. Two more to go. So this player left Porto in 2007. Aged 19. Two thousand and seven. 
in 2007. How long is that ago? Left Porto years. for England in 2007. The confused faces on my screen. Um, you're not going to tell me. I'm going to do a cut. You're not going to tell me the buying club, are you? Oh, uh, oh, oh. No, he didn't come from Porto. What did he? No, oh, no, no. Oh, fuck it. It's, no, it's excruciating it to watch, you know. <laughs> you're just, well, <sighs> no, yes, no, okay. yes, no. There's so many players that it could be, and I... Oh. In 07. You, you guessing, Matt? Think, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I think he's too, if you're, he's too old. Charisma. No. I wasn't gonna. No, I'm gonna go. I was gonna go Morelles, but he's too old. it was too old. Nah. It's not Morelles. No, too old. I would say. <clears throat> another, clue, another clue. Yeah. I'll give you the buying club. Manchester United. Who? I didn't think he'd come from Porto. Uh, Anderson, the Brazilian. Shout. Anderson is the correct answer. Mm. Oh, what did you say? I generally didn't know he came from Porto, but fucking <laughs> hell. 31 million, according to the internet. In 2007? In yeah. That's mad. A lot of money. Yeah. Um, player. He did well. The last one of the top 15 in 2019 left San Etienne. Dave? Dave? Stop. It's not for Farner, is it? Oh, Incorrect. no, I know it is. Dude. Um, they loaned him fucking back. Um, the big guy. Ah, oh, William. Dave. Hang on. Come on. <laughs> um, How get? Three, oh, I fucking... Two. Sel- one. Selbia. Selbia. Goes on off for... Dave. Dave. Saliba. <laughs> William <laughs> Saliba. They literally loaned him straight back. William they? Saliba, they he's uh, 31 million as well in 2019. They loaned him straight back. Correct. Right. That was good. Good going, lads. I think you only won on the, on the, when we were going around the turns. So we'll give you scores on the doors. In third place up on his own is Matt with three. In joint not second not place, not we 90s. have Curti and Dave on four. Oh, and out on his own with five points to win the quiz, it's Dupe. FM Dupe. Matt, thanks for sending me the questions again, mate. You're welcome, yeah. Rio Ferdinand cost me. Rio Ferdinand was costly, yes. How old was Rio when he went, though? It's like 23, Because he was a lot 20. older. I don't know why I thought he was 18. I had a Western. I'm looking at it now. Because he went West Ham to Leeds, then he went Leeds to United, yeah. and that would have yeah. been the big one. Sorry, boys. I'll let you You weren't even born then, Dave. I wasn't. He went, he he went to right. West... Uh, he went to Leeds for 18 million, didn't he? But mm, I don't know. 29, wasn't it, for to United? Something yeah, like, like 29 I or 30. That. I had a Western. So. I'm sorry. All right. Who's he going to mad? That's right. Like those thinking ones. I was going to stretch it to 20 just for Matt, because there is a player who left Blackburn for, 20, for 17 million pounds and makes the top 20. David Bentley. Where did he go? He went to Manchester United. Phil Jones. Philip Jones. Yeah. Chris Marley. You know he's come back today. This is he was in like the training squad today. He hasn't yeah. played in about seven years. Can't wait. Uh, Ferdinand was uh, was twenty three when he Check. moved. Just checked. Had quick maths slash not so, so quick maths. Like there's some really good players that went and they must have been a lot cheaper then because oh, 
Okay, we'll never know. Name a more iconic duo than mad and fucking <laughs> awful internet. It's good until it drops, and then it just comes back. <laughs> that, that's, that's the same as, like, waiters. They're good until they drop plates. <laughs> so how much did Harlan go for? He must have been close. It that was 20, that million, 20 million euros. He's number 20 he was, on my list. Yeah. Oh, he was going to go. He, he was gonna, I was going to answer I him. Did nearly, yeah, I did nearly say myself as well. The other anyway, two would have been... Sergio Ramos and Antonio Cassano. That would have rounded off the top 20. Ooh, Cassano. Cassano has 25 million euros in 2001. Bari to... Bari to... uh, Milan? Roma. 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 Wow. Okay. Right, gents. Well, that does bring episode 191 (laughs) to a close. We're still doing the podcast. I know, I know. Um, You're normally asleep by now, though, Katie, to be fair. Is, that is yeah. true, yeah. Um, Happened once. Well, fortunately, <laughs> for those of you that that, <laughs> that have remembered that we are still doing a podcast, you can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account and Weestream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where you can find English Abroad, a new blog post taking a look at how the English fare abroad in Football Manager, as well as episode 10 of our Dubbed the Next series, which focuses on the non-flying Dutchman, Dennis Burkamp. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.